Hello there, and thanks so much for supporting the Music Career Show. My aim with this podcast is to help as many people as I can turn their passion for music into a career that can support them and their family by speaking to people who have actually done it and finding out how they've done it. With this in mind, I have developed my music career roadmap. This is a fully comprehensive and detailed step-by-step guide of how you can go from dreaming about your ideal career to actually implementing and living that dream. It is yours to download for free and can be found in the description of this episode. If you would like any support at any stage of your music career, you can reach out to me via email at barry at oneladmusic.com. I wish you all the best of luck and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Music Career Show. Welcome to the Music Career Show, telling you the stories of the world's best professional musicians. Hello there and welcome to the Music Career Show. My name is Barry and every week I'll be speaking with incredible musicians from all over the world about how they've honed their craft and made a career out of doing what they love the most. If you're a new listener, then while you still have your device in your hand, please take a second to subscribe and tell your friends all about the Music Career Show. There's there's Brian May, and he said to me, this was the funny thing, he said to me, what guitar is that you're playing? Obviously meaning what version? And I went, well, it's one of yours, Brian. (laughs) And and I don't know whether that's like humour broke the ice, but we he was like, I know that, but oh, yeah. And, And we just hit it off, and he was a Star Wars fan, and... Amazing. And so uh, it was a couple of weeks later, I got a call and he invited me to his house. So I went around his house and uh, I've still got the recordings on my phone of us rehearsing together. Oh, we're learning the songs and then he took me upstairs and we were pulling all these guitars out. I had the, the 80s Guild and stuff yeah. that you see on the, on the live magic video. And I used to go into the Queen Vault and he'd hand me uh, Freddie's handwritten lyrics and stuff. Stop. But uh, yeah, so the first gig I did was the proms at Hyde Park uh, with the, I think it's the London Philharmonic Orchestra. And it was like, I don't know, like 80,000 people. And it was broadcast on the BBC. It was like a couple of million viewers. And you're like, yes, it's my first gig. Do you know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't fuck it up, mate. You know, yeah. it, was, it, was, it, was quite a, it was quite an undertaking. And um, uh, there's a funny video on YouTube and if you find it, it's a Brian May Proms 2010. Uh-huh. And, and there's a couple of versions, but there's the long version. And Terry Wogan introduces us all. And so Terry Wogan's going, oh, we've got this band of you know, rock and roll people and making these usually Terry Wogan jokes. And he goes through everyone, and Neil Fairclough, who's now the bassist for Queen, uh, Rufus Taylor, Roger Taylor's son. And- yeah, yeah. And then he goes, and on guitar, we have James Humphreys. And he calls uh-huh. me James. So all the backing singers are going, well, James, just <laughs> taking the piss out of me. Yeah. And at that, I turn around and I look and I look at him and I go, fucking James, like that, at the moment that the BBC cameras. <laughs> I've taken an order. You, you watch it, you watch it, you see me go like this. And it's and it's yeah. My my mum and dad were like, only you would do that, you know. Uh, there's there, there's there, there's another great name for the episode. I swore at Terry Wogan. Yeah, I swore live in front of several million people on BBC. So I'm sitting on my in ear cable. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it kind of went on from there, and then we did a tour, and then I turned I turned forty, and so 
I was meant I was meant to have uh, a 40th birthday party, and we were on tour, and and uh, Kerry said, "Oh, are you having a birthday party?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Um, you know, you know, have something. And Brian went, "You having a 40th birthday party?" And I said, "Yeah, I am." He went, "Can I come?" And no, I was Brian. like, "I was like, well, well, of course, Brian." So I just didn't think you'd want to come to my birthday. And, and I never forget this. He said, yeah, what are you going to do? I said, well, I don't know. Maybe we'll play some music, my brothers. He said, yeah, I won't play Queen songs, though. We can play Beatles songs. I was like, all right, you're on. So I told my brother, because he'd organised, like, his squash club or something. Yeah. And I said, look, Brian May's going to probably come. So I, I said, you know, yeah, we have to just sort of, we can't have the people who own the squash club phoning up the new local papers going, Brian May is here. I said, because it will really... It's a, yeah it's, yeah it's it's a he's my friend my yeah. brother was like absolutely and i had to kind of say to my mates look brian may is coming and yeah, be you, cool. you have to you can't be going you know because <laughs> yeah. he's he's just he's you know outside of that he's a person yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, and this makes me sound like a real dick because but it, it it's true so no, no. um so anyway i got an email and it said um We've had a gig come in, but sadly, it's the weekend of your birthday. So Brian won't be able to attend your birthday. Ah. And so I was like, okay. And they said, we understand that it's your birthday. So if you want, we'll put another guitar player in. And uh, I was like, no, I ain't letting anyone else near that gig. Yeah, <laughs> so sure I said, enough. no, 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 I'll cancel my birthday party. It's fine. So we canceled it. And I went out with my mum and dad the night before. And, uh, but, um, that day, it was a it was a Friday night. We went out, but that the gig was on the Saturday. And uh -huh. No, the the it was it was on the Sunday. It was the Goodwood Festival of Speed, where you have all the racing drivers, right. and, and we were on the back of a truck. Um, but so on the Friday, the first of July, my birthday, we went up. I went up to Brian's for rehearsals. Uh -huh. So I turned up there, and there was no one around. So I walked around the back of the house, looking around. Went to go in, and it was like surprise and. Brian no, had laid on this party for me at his house. Ugh. And he, when he, he's a big Star Wars fan, and I am. So on tour, he had this Nintendo 3DS with Lego Star Wars, and I was always ah. pinch, pinching it off him. So he bought me my own one uh, for my birthday. That I, it was one of my most, you know, Brian May bought this for my birthday. So we were, we were all eating, and um, he was like, right, we, we better get on, do some rehearsing. He said, let's go and make a cup of tea. He said, Jamie, come and make the tea. And so I went into the kitchen with him and he went, how would you feel about playing a gig with Queen? Ah. I was like, right. So I, I got I got to do one gig with Queen, which That's was uh, madness. It is. It is when you when you tell it, it, it when I, I say it, you kind of sound like, you know, you're dropping names. You know, I, I once stood next to someone in a toilet, but it, it really was a time where you're like, is this real? You know, there was some other there was a load of other stuff going on at that time as well with queen there was meant to be more gigs and but uh but then from there after i finished with them and he went back to one guitar he gave me we will rock you europe so i did that i was out i did that for about four years that's unbelievable that that, that would have been when paul rogers was singing for queen? no no it was it was just before adam lambert so yeah. we had uh, it was a mixture of different singers we had different bass players neil fairclough was on bass yeah. Still, that was kind of when he joined, but it was also Mike Rutherford from Genesis was on bass. Oh, um, and um, Tom Chaplin from the band Keen sang with us. 
Right. Um, and who else? There was Patty Brusso sung with um, Meatloaf. Uh, Roger Taylor sung quite a bit. So Rufus yeah. would play drums. Um, Matt Lucas. Why? I don't know. He was there. I guess it was because there was the whole thing about Freddie being gay and, you know, being a celebrity, being one of those kind of gay, you know, the first kind of gay icon. And, and there was a whole thing with Matt talking about, you know, accepting his his you know yeah. sexuality. And so so he was there. And, and it was funny because we always had that whole sort of, yeah, no, all the time, all we ever said was, and it's yeah. kind of, it's gone on for years, and we always used to say, even Brian's to Brian, who would always, yeah, I know. And uh, <laughs> I remember I, I, it was like a Tourette's, and, I, and I'm in rehearsals, and Matt Lucas walks in. I'm like, oh my God, there he is. Yeah. Oh, I just want to talk to him. I always want to hug him and go, yeah, I know. And I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking at him, but you could see Brian looking at me going, don't. Oh, yeah. And they call the whole band, and Matt Lucas walks up to me, and he said, oh, um, we, we had to rehearse his song, and there was a few changes. and after he said, oh, I'm so sorry uh, for the messing around. You know, I said, oh, it's all right, Matt. I said, don't worry, that's what we're here for. I said, yeah. I have to say, I said, I bloody love you. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, I, I, and, uh, I said, and I have a Tourette's. And he went, go on. I went, yeah, I know. And he went, yeah, I know. And we had this whole <laughs> thing. And, every, and then we're all just saying it. And he sent me a message on Twitter. He was like, so lovely to hang out and meet you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. There was a lot of, um a lot of people there but it was funny from that i did um i think i'm the only guitar player to have played we will rock you too okay yes fantastic what's we we will rock you too now forgive my ignorance if i don't know what that is there was another we will rock you that never came out and brian asked me to i workshopped the show with brian and i did all of the parts went through and i spent a week in the studio with brian yeah analyzing his guitar parts and make you know, going, oh, what did you play there, Brian? And, you know, it was just such a phenomenal time to be able to work with him on that level. And we we were in London rehearsing for this because it was like a one-off show with, like, all of Brian's celebrity friends there, you know. Yeah. That's Stephen Burkoff. You know, you were you were in, like, James Bond movies. Oh, my God, you know, it was like all yeah. these Emma Thompson in the front row and, you know, it was just invite only. But we, we were rehearsing. And and after a while, you just sort of you're aware that it's Brian May, and I was always excited to go and work with him. Yeah. Um, but because it was such a rush, you know. But when you're with him, it was just you can't be like, you know, you're just doing your job, and yeah. and you become comfortable. And so I remember he was like, "Should we go out and have lunch?" And so it was me and the other guys in the band. We're just walking along. We're walking down the road, and you're kind of aware of people going. And you're just, uh, we walked in, we yeah. walked into this cafe um, near where we were rehearsing and we're chatting away and Brian's like, what's everyone want? And we're all doing, oh, I have a cup of tea, Brian, blah, blah, blah. And then I remember thinking, this cafe is quiet. And looking around and the whole of this cafe, everyone was like, complete <laughs> silence. It, it, yeah. was, it, was, it was a fun time, um, you know, and we're, we're still in contact. And, that's, and that's absolutely uh, that my jaw is hurting from smiling and from like uh my jaw dropping. Oh man, every t- every that. time every time they play, I I get a, an email from them. Would you come? And, and the other, uh, would you like to come to the show? I get invited. Yeah. The other thing was that I introduced Brian to IK Multimedia. Wow, because they were looking for an in. So I I 
I went the back room and went to Pete Malandroni's tech. And then when they developed Amplitude Brian May, uh-huh. they came to me and said, well, we're, we're sending it to Brian. We're, we're going to the studio. Would you make some sounds? So I did some tones and they took it and Brian was playing and they filmed him and sent it to me. And Brian was like, who made these sounds? They were like, Jamie went, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. get him to program it. So I was responsible for programming all the presets for Brian May Amplitude. And I'd be wow. working on the sounds. I'd be like, okay, Brian, on this sound, blah, 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 blah. And I've got these emails from him where he's talking about, he wouldn't just talk about how he made the sound. He yeah. talked about the whole sort of, oh, Freddie came up with this and we'd be doing that. And, you know, it, it's just, there's little things that I will never forget. Like going around Brian's house and sitting down at a piano. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's Freddie's piano. That was the one that Live Aid and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, or, or just, you know, b- being with him and being handed the, the John Birch red, oh, playing his red special, of course. Yeah, but having having the John Birch one that you see in the all the, the We Will Rock You video, all this rare stuff. Yeah, you know, like when they did It's a Hard Life, that video, and Brian's playing that guitar that's like a skull. Right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. being handed that and seeing all the news of the world robots, and uh, it, it was like you know, it was amazing. It was a, a phenomenal sort of experience to to have have had. Yeah, it's like it's like seeing these things that were like it's it's like holding the holy grail in your in your hand. That's like it's it's something that's so mythical and just so just out of this world. And actually seeing it in it's like that's Freddie's piano. Seeing it, through, seeing it through your own eyes because you know growing up in the in the in the seventies and the eighties and and buying the live magic vinyl yeah. and seeing Brian in the Guild advert and then holding that guitar. Yeah, and, and see, you know, seeing Bohemian Rhapsody video and playing the guitar through his setup, and you know, having the, the lyrics to "It's a Hard Life," the sheet, Brian going, "You go, I, I got invited to." Um, uh, there's a book called 40 Years of Queen," which is a wonderful book, really beautiful coffee table book, and I yeah. was invited to the book launch. I was Brian's guest, yeah, and and I went to that and. I've got the book signed to me from Brian and I've got the invitation with the red special. I've got like all this stuff and sitting with, with Brian and just being at these events that, that you, you, you can't comprehend how, how, how did I end up here? Yeah. Yeah. You know, having a wee in Brian's toilet, (laughs) you know, I'm in Brian May's loo, you know, it's just, it's just weird. It's, it's, and, I don't think you know you ever kind of it doesn't fit, it didn't feel real. Yeah, you know. that's um, I I I'm 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 actually speechless. Haven't haven't heard all that at at the moment. I'm, and I'm going to do a very very uh, quick shout out to one of my students, Harry. Harry is 11 and he's the biggest Queen fan in the world. And he comes in every week or every second week, and he, he's now started playing with a coin. Yep. Um and he's 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 fantastic. So how are you, Harry? I've got a whole thing of uh, sixpences in there that I use. Yeah, yeah, I always play with the sixpences. He 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 just he comes in and he says, "Oh, can you teach me this song?" And I'd be like, "Right, okay, it's a song I've not heard, so let let let's have a look at it." Yeah, it goes like this, and he's like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Okay, grand." So when it, when you say it teaches, he just wants to talk and he wants to talk about the intricacies, like like you're saying, the majestic way that that Brian phrases things. So mm. I'm going to send how are you, Harry. I'm going to send this on to to Harry 
and he, he's he's going to listen to this and he is not going to he, he's 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 going to be absolutely beside himself it was, um, it was on one of those gigs i have to just tell you this other weird weird phenomena yeah um, if you're interested which absolutely was, when when i did the gig with queen we got uh uh, there was this whole kind of process of like, okay, now this is going to be different, Jamie. It's not my band. This is Queen. It's this, this, and this. And, you know, um, I hope that you feel comfortable. He really looked after us because you're now a session musician playing in the biggest band in the world. Yeah. And, and we were playing a gig that was to celebrate Freddie Mercury's 65th birthday. Lovely. In fact, there was a picture of uh, Neil Murray brought it to me uh, last week. It was. Um, a copy of classic this this issue of classic rock magazine where Jeff Beck's on the cover. Okay, cool. And there's a picture of Jeff Beck and Brian May at the Freddie Mercury tribute gig, and you can see all the Black Star amps next to him, which were mine. And you can see my arm. Uh, and I obviously, went Brian May, Jeff Beck, bald bloke. Let's cut <laughs> him out. And so uh, my arm is in classic rock magazine this month next to. Uh, uh, Brian and Jeff, but that I when I did the gig quite often, uh, they would hire me Steve Pryor as my guitar tech, and Steve Pryor okay. was Jeff Beck's long term guitar tech. Okay. So uh, I turned up to rehearsals, and Steve was there, and he was doing my gear, and um, and and uh, I remember his workbench had this massive Freddie Mercury flag on it. It was the way even the preparation was amazing, and yeah. he said. Um, you know who's in this afternoon, don't you? One of the guests. I said, I don't know all the guests. He said, Jeff Beck. So, oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway, Jeff Beck comes in and he's standing next to me and we're playing and I'm very aware I've got Brian May and Jeff Beck and I was there and, you know, know your place. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is now you're playing with two of the greats. Yeah. So, just do your thing. Just knuckle down. And so I did my job and I went home that night. Dad, I just played with Jeff Beck because my dad bought there and back in the 80s. Right. And we used to listen to that record together. So it's always, you know, he, he introduced me to his music. So I went up, the, went up to the gig day and Jeff kind of loosened up a bit. Uh-huh. And at the time I had a Jeff Beck strap, which I, I don't know why I stupidly sold it. And we were hanging out and we were chatting and, and uh, so just before it was at the, we'd all had food and there was this big party and we were about to go on and they go into the green room and Jeff Beck is warming up. Um, and uh, I saw Jeff and I sort of said, oh, he's like, hello, mate. I'm sorry. Hello. Oh, I said, oh, I won't get in your way, Jeff. And he said, no, come and sit with me. I could yeah. do with the company. So I sat down, he had a little Vox Valtronic and he said, what yeah. would you like me to play? Huh? And, I, and I said, where were you? And he did the whole thing with the harmonics for me. Uh, uh, sitting, and I'm like, maybe you can't make this up. Yeah. You know? And uh, we did the gig, and Jeff came on, and they were doing Tie Your Mother Down, and that was the best AGD chord I've ever played in my life. I can imagine. But as we were playing it, Jeff kept turning off my booster. And right. I'm like, Jeff Beck's turned off my booster. Is there something wrong? So I, <laughs> I, gi- I gingerly pressed it with my foot again, got my sound back. Jeff Beck turned it off. I'm like, Jeff Beck's turned off my booster. Holy shit. I'm on stage. My sound now sounds really thin. Yeah. So I was like, I, I, I need, I turned my booster on. And he, he moved his foot, hovered over my board, looked at me, and I thought, he's going to tell me yeah. off. 
he rolled his eyes and laughed and then turned his own booster uh, off. That's just, I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. That's yeah, madness. That, that, was, that was very weird. <laughs> that was really weird. So uh, yeah. you, sh you should have went and turned his stuff off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing was, I was using like an exotic EP booster, which is so wide, and he had like a clone. I'm like, how the hell do you get them muddled up? Ah, that is, uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. But then I suppose he was just kind of focused on what he was there. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's um, yeah. Like I said, I've I, I'm completely speechless. I don't even know what to say to that. That was amazing, and thanks, thanks so much for sharing all, all, all that stuff. Uh, that's it's always, it's always fun to tell it. It's sometimes uh, I don't really. I've done a couple of these kind of things, but I, I don't like to do them because I don't. And this is coming from the heart. It's fun to talk about it, and it's fun to see people's reaction because yeah, you know how special people like these are to people oh man yeah. you did that um you know uh, uh but it's it's sometimes hard because you don't want to be seen as you know dining you out on something course. that you did 10 years ago and you're still trying to find to be relevant by talking about it there was there was a it was um there was one thing i was never allowed to talk about which i have spoken about on one other podcast that i did uh -huh. which was um, at the time I was at sworn to absolute secrecy. Um, I had to sign a thing, but no, I don't think it really matters now. Cool. Um, uh, have you seen that company masterclass? Can't say I have. So they would like um, Steve Martin will teach you comedy. Oh, okay. Or, or yeah. some famous tennis player or Gordon Ramsay will teach you cooking. Okay, cool. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, Carlos Santana teaches you guitar. Yeah. So I got an email about in 2016, 2017, and this guy, he said, I, I represent this company called Masterclass. We'd like to talk to you about a project, uh, but we need you to sign an NDA before we can have the conversation. Okay. So I was like, all right. So I signed the NDA, um, and, um, yeah, I, I wrote Eddie Van Halen's guitar chord. Really? Eddie Van Halen was going to do a course for Masterclass and it never happened. I'm guessing it's because he was ill. But I wrote, I've still got it, I wrote, because they came to me with these questions that they were going to ask him. And I was like, you can't ask some of these things. Do you think, you know, I think it seems like, you know, if you get a guitar, do you kind of think it's cool if you smash it up? And I'm like, why would you ask Eddie Van Halen that? I said, you know, these, these are like things that you'd... I just wouldn't. I said he's he's not smashing them up. He's, he's some things are big. He's 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 you know and you know how do you feel about alcohol and drugs? I'm like, why would you ask him this when you know he had some problems? Yeah. I said people don't want to know this. People want to know about his. How did you come up with that solo on Drop Dead Legs? You know yeah. how did you do? I said that's what people want to know. So they how went, do you oh, your hand so far on yeah, ice cream, man? Yeah. So they said, okay, write it. So I used the skeleton of their course and i wrote a course and it went off to eddie and it got approved and i was like oh my god and they had two two dates or three dates and each one he had to pull out and i don't know whether it was because of his illness and then they never managed to reschedule it with him but then they wrote to me again and they said we because of eddie eddie can't commit We've uh -huh. now gone with Tom Morello. Right. So 
would you oversee the Tom Morello guitar course? So they sent me the course and the bloody cheeky socks have basically rewritten my Van Halen course. So I was like, no way. Really? They paid uh -huh. me. Again, they did pay me saying that, but yeah. I just sort of, yeah. But I'd always, when that happened, because I'd seen that they had Carlos Santana and uh -huh. I'd seen, like I don't know if there was someone else they did drums with and because they come to me and said about guitar, they said that Eddie Van Halen had to pull out and they said, who would you suggest? And I said, Steve Morse. Yeah. I said, you should get someone who's a real player. But they, you know, I went with Tom Morello. Obviously, you know, he's a big name, but I wouldn't yeah. really say that he was... Not comparable you know, anyway. No, you know, it's kind of, he's quite, he's a very unique guitarist. He's fantastic. Very, very but, yeah. but yeah, I wrote this course. I it's It's still on my computer. It was, you know, and I was really praying that when, okay, we're filming, can I come? Can I watch it being filmed? Wow, that's yeah. well. There you go. That's that's uh, that's that that's like what the third near miss with Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that that was cool, but um, yeah, it's a shame. Not many people know. I've I've spoken about it on something else. So you know, obviously I wasn't yeah. allowed at the time, but I think since Eddie's passed, it's like, uh, yeah, it's you know. a bit, it's a bit. Yeah. Well, well, thanks a million for sharing that. Eddie is my absolute. When I grow up, I want to be Eddie Van Halen. I'll never be Eddie Van Halen, but he's he's my absolute idol. Like literally every say, like people that listen to this podcast know that I'm completely upset. I'm 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 wearing a Van Halen t-shirt. Good. There we go. Good man. Um yeah, Van Halen are like everything I have, like my phone, my uh my notepad that I spent 16 pounds on Redbubble. 16 pounds for that. Nice. So I did um absolutely everything I have at the the mouse mat on everything. Um, so that's um, Jesus. That's just that's that that has absolutely blown my mind. I don't know what to do with that information. I really feel like I need to go and like run that off or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, Jesus, it was it was, it, it was it was a rush sort of writing it. Yeah, you know, I don't know whether he read it, but it went to his people and it got the green light. That's all I know. I was knowing knowing what I know about Eddie and how kind of precise and anally was about absolutely everything that he touched you'd sh surely he would have signed off and he wouldn't have put yeah, his name I, 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 I would have thought so but yeah it was yeah. A, I have I have the, I have the word document with all of it written out that's yeah. wow wow and I got paid and they paid me a pretty good fee yeah I got paid to work for them for, I, I did it for about three weeks I guess yeah, I got paid to listen to Van Halen. <laughs> you know, well, I'm going right. to listen to every Van Halen album and do some research. Oh, okay, how many oh. hours? How many hours did I do today? You know, wow. Sending, yeah. you know, I did. I listened to Van Halen for six hours. Today. That's. Yeah, I, I I have every single Van Halen album on vinyl, on tape, on CD. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. I really don't know what to do with that information at all. So Jesus, right? I tell you what, let's let let let's try and come, fucking hell, let's try and come back down to art just just a little bit, and so let's let's come back down to art and speak about um the stuff that you're working on now. So you've got the six string alliance, yeah, um, on the go. What's the crack with that? Talk to us well, about basically, that. Basically, um, I got uh I got asked by Andy Ferris to do something similar to this. Andy had been reading my stuff in guitar magazines for years and he was like we connected on um on on facebook and he was like i'd yeah. love to get you on my channel 
So I went on Andy's channel. Me and Andy really hit it off, and we've since become very good friends. We've hung out quite a lot. Yeah. We've done we've done some events together, um, and um, I did this long chat with Andy about you know playing guitar and making a living. How I managed to achieve it. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Warren Hewitt uh, from Produce Like a Pro. Warren is a very renowned mix engineer producer. He's worked with Ace Freely, uh, Aerosmith, uh, Paul Gilbert, Jared James Nichols. The list, I think, Corn as well. He's done a lot of movie soundtracks and um, and Warren's community um, produced like a pro is massive. So yeah. he kind of came to me and said, "Look, I've just watched your your interview." Or he said to me, "I'd really like to meet this guy." So we hooked up a meeting and we ended up kind of starting a company together mm -hmm. and. You wanted to do a guitar academy with me, which is what we're working on. So uh, we had some meetings and uh, Glenn Fricker was involved. Glenn Fricker's got quite a big channel, well, very big channel as well. Glenn, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, um, Spectre Sound. Yeah, Glenn blows yeah, things up. And Glenn, yeah. Glenn has been really helpful to me. Um, you know, Warren organized a bunch of new cameras for me and I did some filming and Glenn wrote to me and was like, dude, what the? fuck have you done you, are, him, you, you look gray and i was like i know what am i doing wrong and <laughs> so he helped me set up my cameras and was like go and buy a gray card i said i look gray enough glenn now go and, yeah. get and put that in front of the camera set your white balance from me i'm watching youtube you know did it shot some video and went oh my god yeah look at my video I, and that's I, I i got my video tips from him as well mm. yeah so that's why my videos on my YouTube channel look like Fantastic. that because of Glenn. Yeah. Um, but me, Warren and Glenn were sitting around one night having a meeting and we were trying to come up with names. And, um, you know, there was all these different guitar, this and this, this. And Glenn said six string. Yeah. I went six string. I said, I like that. Yeah. And then it, it came to me. It popped into my head. Uh -huh. And I thought, what else do I love as much as I love guitar? I yes. love Star Wars, and I thought of... The Rebel yeah, Alliance. Exactly. So I said six-string alliance, and we all just went, that's it. And, oh, Glenn, went, Glenn, and Glenn went, hi, my name's Jamie Humphries, and welcome to six-string alliance. He went, it's perfect. So we registered it, and um, we rebranded my YouTube channel. The thing is, is six-string alliance kind of gives the, uh, the, the title of us having more than one of us and it's actually well no there is more than one but we've had a couple of guests do some stuff on the channel um a friend of mine pete callard who's a phenomenal jazz guitarist he's done some content eventually yeah. there will be more guys there's a couple of other quite big youtube names that warren's been talking to who have agreed to do stuff with us um and there's another old uh there's a student of mine or an ex-student of mine, should I yeah, say. Yeah. He's done very well for himself. Uh, Richard Shaw, who was uh, uh, the guitar player for Cradle of Filth. I taught Richard for for many years. Wow, and, yeah. Um, and so he, I think Richard is potentially going to do some stuff. So, And there's been um, a couple of other guys. Uh, it was a friend of mine who played guitar for Sugar. So um, there's a buddy of mine um, who uh, uh, did some stuff with, with Sugar. Um, he, he, and he, we've spoken to him about doing some things with us. So we've got, we got some other guitar players sort of on the radar, but the main thing at the moment 
is is finishing my beginner's course, which has taken like two years. It's dragged on a bit. But the thing is, is during the pandemic, my partner lost a lot of her work because she's a a tour manager. And sure enough, yeah, yeah. And so I got an offer through Mesa Boogie and a friend of mine to do some video on the Gibson guitar app. So I've kind of become the face of their app which Mad. never really intended to happen. So I've been doing a lot of the tuition on there. So I've Great. kind of, that slowed down a little bit. And I'm, I, I sort of, you know, what it's like when you're a musician, it's feast or famine and they yeah. were throwing work and, and being, you know, we have a kid and uh-huh. I live in Stockholm, which isn't exactly the cheapest place in the world to live. So yeah. have, having a, a gig working on the Gibson app was you know, Andy. the pandemic, the pandemic was really good for me. Yeah. I was one of those people that benefit, you know, it was like, holy crap, you know. Um, but not saying obviously it was a it was a shitty time, but yeah, was, you know, certain certain people with their work flourished. And so um, but yeah, we're sort of really pushing ahead now with um the uh the whole six string alliance thing and the, the I'm I'm I've just hit the halfway point of editing. I've I've done this huge 10 week beginner course it's from everything from this is a guitar this is a volume pop you know yeah this is how you change the string. i've gone real real like all the way up to you know there's there's stylistic backing tracks i think the first week's backing track is in the style of the foo fighters just taking an e chord shape yeah and mo- moving it around with all the open strings and just yeah. strumming it and the backing track is doing all the work so it's super inspiring and um so once that's completed, we're going to get that launched. And then hopefully I can make more of a transition over to just sort of making my daily work more of that. And yeah. um, I have, I've written an intermediate course and I've got a lot of material that I filmed that uh, was for other things that the copyright has reverted back to me that I can now shoot lessons with and put other content bonus content in there and there'll be i think we're talking about doing weekly um live streams and stuff like that so yeah i just let you know warren warren is a very clever man yeah and and i'm I'm not you know i'm the stupid artistic one so i just let him go we're gonna do this and i go all right i'll get it grand you know yeah fair enough fair enough that's 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 where we're at with that right now Excellent. That's that 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 that's amazing. You're going to be transitioning into the world of online courses and stuff. I I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, it's 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 good what you're saying about uh, letting the back and track do the work. I'm a huge believer in that. When I teach kids, like uh, the very very first lesson, I'll make sure that they're getting playing to a back yeah. and track because I always say if you can play along to it, and it sounds like some. It's inspiration from day one, exactly. and the, 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 the track will do the work for you. So yeah. it's good. It's good to have that sort of view validated by someone like yourself. Well, um, I, I, I think it's good because you know we. Uh, um, I remember d- doing a thing with with Dave uh, from Rogers Band. We got hired by Gibson actually back in two thousand and three. To go up to the Reading Festival. Uh-huh. This this was this was a weird gig. Three days, me and Dave taught guitar in these big inflatable tents for O2. So you'd have people at a festival absolutely off their tits coming in, <laughs> picking up guitars, going, wow, you know. Uh, and you've got to teach like a room full of people how to play the guitar. So what we did was 
let's take an E chord and move it around the neck. And yeah. we were sitting drumming and then one of us would start playing and we're just going, no, you change. And, and we had like sort of, you know, 50 or 60 people at one time. And it was actually really inspiring and it worked really well. So I kind of took that concept for the first lesson. I thought, well, if I make a backing track that has that kind of American sort of rock, yeah, yeah, fighters, yeah. Tom Petty, that sort of sound with all the open strings and just move the shape around. And yeah, if someone can pick up a guitar and go, I, well, I can hold that chord, I can move it here and strum, and it's strum once, it's going to it's gonna ho- hopefully fuel their yeah you know, their love of, oh man, that sounds cool, yeah. I want to do some more. So Amazing. That's, yeah, I love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow that myself and see if I can work it into my lessons. Um, yeah, so I, think, so I think it's a cool thing. It's a great thing. It's a fantastic thing. Anything that can get someone making uh, making the, the noise that they hear in their head or at least some sort of version of that faster is always a a, a a really, really good thing. So let's start wrapping up here now. And before we head into a, a quick fire round, Jamie, out of all of the things that we have we have spoken about and, and, and over, the, over the past um, hour or so, if anybody out there is listening and wants to get into a career in music. Now, obviously we've touched on so many different points. We've touched on absolutely everything there is to, to, to do with having a career as a, as a guitarist. But if someone nowadays, and I know you've also said that it's quite different nowadays, but if you had to still give advice to someone, so say Harry, say Harry out there who wants to be the next Brian May, what advice would you give to Harry to, um, to make so, it big as a musician, make, I, make a career of it. I kind of knew that you were going to ask ask me this question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. Let's let's let's. I'll tell, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Uh, because the information I think of how I did it is not relevant anymore. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, because I I came from a hanging out at gigs, giving people tapes. You know, I I auditioned. Uh, this is a this is crazy. I remembered this the other day. I completely forgot about it. I was successful in auditioning. I was very pretty when I was young, uh, with very long hair. And when I was in my early twenties, I was selected to be in a early version of Big Brother, which was not called Big Brother. It was basically a Channel Four thing where they took four individuals, put them in a house formed the band and I got the job as the guitar player which was weird um I'm kind of thankful now that it didn't happen it was it was a girlfriend at the time said you should send off for that and I sent all this stuff in and they phoned me up and were like yes uh-huh. we want you to do it um and I I think that had I done that maybe people would now be like you were that bell end in that program you know I think it would have potentially but the, yeah. the program got shelved before it started. You know, it was yeah. But thank this you. was yeah. Thank Christ, this was in like ninety five. This yeah. happened ninety four. But I think that, like I said, I was always hustling guitar tapes and writing to people, and you know, trying to get on a TV show or trying to get into a gig or or you know. And I I made a lot of contacts with people through doing guitar magazines. You know. Yeah, I, I interviewed Richie Kotzen in 1999, and you know he ended up playing guitar on my first album at my house. We we became such good friends, but nice. it's it, it now it's so based on I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know what it is anymore. I think the only advice I would give to young Harry is to just do what you believe is right 
or you don't do what everyone else is doing because that was another thing that um i was sort of uh, i i as you can see i like to have conversation and and when thing conversation you get on with someone the conversation's flowing you yeah. start to loosen up i can be mildly humorous and uh, and at some of the youtube events i've been to some of the guys are like man you're the funniest one of the funniest people i've ever met you there should you be doing this on your youtube channel and i'm like well, I don't really want to do that because that's for my friends and people. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. But for me, my channel is I want to be taken. I guess the person that if I, I kind of not aspire to, but look up to, um, I, it, Tom Quayle, who I've worked with at Lick Library, he's a good friend, and I don't really know this other guy, but we've spoken. Is Pete Thorne? And Pete's, oh, I know him. You yeah, know, Pete's done things of a similar. You know, obviously, he played with Chris Cornell and he's done stuff, but his yeah. channel is very. And I always wanted my thing to be sensible. Yeah. You know, bits of my humor sneak out sometimes, but I don't want it to be, you know, trying to be zany and a bit, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. want that. So I've, I've, rem maybe if I'd have been an idiot, I'd get more views. Um, but I think being true to what you do. Um, and and don't I, I wouldn't just grab anything that comes along just because someone wants to throw something free at you. Yeah, I, I've seen some. Uh, and again, this is this uh, this is not a derogatory thing, but I've seen some people who started their channels and they become successful, and then they're getting stuff thrown at, and and then you see them in adverts. Yeah, for weird bits of gear, and I'm like, what do you what what is this? Yeah, yeah. Why, why are you? What are you? Why? You yeah, know, it'd be like someone writing to me going, do you want to like advertise something completely? No, yeah. you know, so I think being true to what you do, I don't know. I don't know. You know, maybe that's why I'm my, I, I'm not massive. Maybe, uh, you know, you need to, you know, yeah. take, take, take the corporate things in your hands, squeeze them. Uh, but it's, you know, it's never really been for me. I just sort of, I've always just done what I do. So Very good. That's, what, that's what I tell anyone. Just be okay. honest. Be honest. As 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 Gibson and Mark Agnesi would say, play original. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. Please, Mark Agnesi or anyone at Gibson, if that, that's not a dig. That was more of a... I have, to, I have to be a little bit careful there as I am on the right. app. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's not a dig, lads. That's not a dig. That's, uh, yeah. I think, you know, do your thing. Do your own thing. Just do you. And, and, and I think that if you throw enough shit at the wall, sooner, <laughs> sooner enough, some of it will stick, and it's true. I love you know, it. If you if you are if you are passionate about what you do, and yeah. I, and I can listen to something. I am not a very good guitar player. I I am I would say that I I find playing the guitar very hard. All right. And and I don't think that I am a natural guitar player. I think that I am musically inclined. Right. Because I can pick anything up and play it. And I do a lot of all the tracks that you hear on my channel. I do everything, you know. And and there's a lot of other stuff we've not spoken about with artists that I've done stuff for and things. Yeah. But, but I don't, you know, I watch, I, I, I guess spending so many years around Guthrie makes you realize that's a guitar player. And I see some of these guys online and, and, and some of them, I'm just, I'm like, Holy shit. Look at that kid. But yeah. then you're like, well, what is that? Yeah. Is that music? It's, it's amazing. But 
I played to seven and a half thousand people on Saturday night in a sold out arena. I yeah. didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. I got paid. I, there was a very satisfied audience yeah. and I was playing guitar and, and I had a great time. And so I think that, you know, it's, I don't understand sometimes. It makes me sound, I do understand, but I, I just don't get it. I'm like, ah, oh, man. What's this? I tell you, I tell you, this whole kind of thing that 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 guy from that that funny band, Polyphia. And at I, first, I, I knew heard, that's who we were getting at. Tim Henson. I, when I first heard Polyphia, I was like, "This is pretty cool." And after a while, it got a little bit kind of bubblegum for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather listen to um, who's you know some of the the the, the uh, what's the band that I really like? Uh, God, Tesseract. I like prog. And oh, okay. that, I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, but that, the, the Polyphia thing was a little bit, I don't know, it, sometimes it doesn't sound like it's played to me. It's almost like it, it, uh, 10 years ago, it was Dragon Force. Remember Dragon Force? Yeah. And True to Fire and Flames was on was on Guitar Hero. That's like this, that's like, it, I, I'm sort of relating them back and forth on, on the very, very un, kind of, Unrelated topic of almost polyphia. Tim Henson's new Ibanez um, acoustic nylon string guitar is next on my on my hit list because I think it's the coolest thing in the world. I have a million Ibanez guitars. Ibanez is my thing. Music man's yours. Ibanez is my thing. I will show you something. Oh, I'm buzzing to see this. It's an original 1991 oh, Red Beach Koa mahogany. It's that's one of the limited ones that you had to order. Wow! Look yeah. at that. Yeah. That is, I don't have anything near as, as, as I've got a Paul Stanley Iceman. <laughs> That's pretty cool. My daughter would love it. See, I'm a rock dad. My, I took my daughter to see Kiss when she was five. Ah. We were we were on the guest list. Um, ah. But uh, but anyway, I, I I don't. I'm not disrespecting Tim Henson at all. Um, um, but anything that gets people into guitar is great. It's just absolutely. I, I'm, I'm just. But there was that whole Boomer Benz thing. And I, I know, um, what's his name? Steve Stevens quite well. And Steve right. Stevens became quite, but the whole Boomer Benz, he, was, he wrote this whole thing about it. And the thing is, is no matter how much you can, I, I, when I listen to that stuff, sometimes it just is that that's way too clean for what you're doing. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. handling noise that doesn't sound right to me. And then when I watched Tim Henson jamming with Steve Vai, it was a bit like, "Ooh, that doesn't sound like you." My videos sound like me because if someone said to me, I, "Yeah, I thought I could, I could play you the raw files, and you can hear all the swearing when I'm trying to play it," because I'm not, I don't find it easy. But yeah. what you see is what you get. That's yeah. how I play, oh. and that, and then it's played live. Um, yeah. I'm not suggesting that Tim Henson mimes or anything before I get loads of people, you know, and, and great. He's, yeah, it's, it's great. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's great. Lovely. But then you just saw that, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Mick Jagger and, and Keith Richards looking to team up with Ringo Starr. And, I, um, I saw that yesterday, Paul yeah. McCartney. You ain't ever, ever going to compete with that level of rock and roll. Never. 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 I, I literally, I, I saw that yesterday and I was like, that is literally, that, that is like, that's like rock completed. That is, you know that I mean? is, that is, that is, you know, when, when he made his comment about boomer bins. Yep. All day long fella, because that is going to tick everyone's box. 
that, that and that is from guys who started playing in the dingiest little clubs and yeah. that's what i mean i think now that anyone can buy a camera they can buy a piece of software I, that's the other thing like when i watch all these the reviews of the gear i like modeling i i, I worked for line six in the early um oh wow silver yeah i got a posh one I worked yeah, for Line I'm, Six in like 2000, 2001. I'm I've been an endorser of Line Six. I've got a in my rack. I've got a, a Helix, but I integrate yeah. with amps. And, yeah, yeah. and and I loved watching. I used to read the loadout in the back of guitar for the practicing musician, where you'd see all this stuff. And like one of my favorite guitar players, Ty Table, you know, he had like part of an Elite Strat, the preamp of the Elite Strat, ripped out and made into some little you know, dog shit and bus tickets rack unit. You know, it was all kind of held together. That was part of his gear. Oh, yeah, oh. I've got that bit, and I stick that in there. And and you'd see these people like Eddie Van Halen would, you know, building stuff to make it. And there you go, oh, what do you use? Oh, I'm using a quad cortex, and I'm using – it's all the same. Yeah. It, all, and and it's it, – it just – I can't – yeah, I know. I, I I completely get it. It's it, it's I I hundred percent understand what you're saying. Um, everything is too. One of my favorite albums is Aerosmith uh, Live Bootleg because there is is a train kept rolling. I think it's train kept rolling. That track on it, and Joe Perry makes so, no sorry. Yeah, yeah, that one and Dream On. And Joe Perry makes so many mistakes on the guitar, and you can hear absolutely every single. You can nearly hear how drunk he is or how kind of yeah. uh, do, do you know what I mean and I love and no disrespect that sounds horrendous but do you know what I mean I love that it's I, real absolutely, it's real exactly I, I love it so much I don't I, I, I don't get on with plugins I've got my, my amp is one of the original 5150 combos one of the, the Mark 1 yeah. and it's heavy as that and it's the biggest fucking thing that there's ever been and I just plug into that and it's 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 an amp it's there it's in the room it's I, not I, I love I love technology. You know, I've worked, like I said, with, with IK Multimedia. And yeah. I think anything that gets people playing is great. But I think when it comes to the whole sort of, you know, that you said, well, we've gone we've gone on a tangent. Uh, I don't know how we've got here, but what oh, would you now. give advice for people? I, yeah. I just I just look at it now and I think that it's there's no mystery anymore. No, the internet no. has, has been great for things because it enables people to do things like this. Or you can you can put a video up and one of your heroes will go, that's fucking awesome, man. And you go, oh, my yeah. God. But it's the music scene seems to be now people playing cover versions of songs. I never know if some of them are playing. Um, and it's all about getting ticks and clicks and thumbs yeah, of up. Course. And, and when I was playing, it was it was not that. So, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, cool. Listen, we've 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 talked on here for hours. Well not hours, but for ages, and I've loved every second of it. Let's um let's finish off with a couple of uh a couple of quick fire questions. So Jamie, these are just some quick fire questions. Whatever comes to mind first. They've nothing to do with music, just a bit of crack. So question one, and they're, they're, these are brand new. I've never used these with anybody else. These are uh, would you rather questions. So okay. Would you rather have the ability to fly or be invisible? I'd rather be invisible on certain videos or gigs. <laughs> for the embarrassment of I think flying would be cool. It'd be handy, all right, for getting your guitars everywhere. It would be and pretty gigs. cool for going home to see my mum. I wouldn't I'd... have to keep booking tickets. I could do. I'm popping over to see mum. 
Ah, away you go. Cool. Love it. Would you rather be able to speak every language? Oh, I didn't even realize this was a musical question. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be a master of every musical instrument? Uh, Well, being English, we're just the laziest fuckers that there is when it comes to languages. You know, I, I live in Sweden and, you know, my even my daughter speaks both and she's like, Dad, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> so I think I'd probably just go with the fact that I'm an ignorant English person who expects everybody to speak my language. And that's just been, that's just how we are, isn't it? Don't you speak English? What's wrong uh, with you? So I think, uh, I, I, think yeah. I think I might go with the language while actually just so I can break the mould. Yeah, and, and not be perceived as one of those ignorant English people on, abroad. Well, for what it's worth, I used to live in Spain playing in Irish pubs in Salou and I might as well have been living in Eden Derry in the sun because the most I can say in Spanish is, can I have another beer, please? <laughs> Mate, <laughs> I, can all, I can just about order some chicken, some ham and some cheese in Sweden and I've lived here eight years. It's, it's pitiful. Wow. It's, it's not pitiful. great. No. It's not great. But hey ho, there you go. You now have the ability to speak every language in the world, so you're sucking diesel. Um, would you rather live in a world where it never stops raining or where it never stops snowing? Oh well, I live in a country where it never stops snowing. Well, I so was I didn't think that was quite apt. Yeah. I don't know, but I do kind of prefer snow to rain. Okay, cool. So never stops snowing. Yeah, I think so. It'd be a bit it'd be a bit more Star Wars as well. Ah, oh, yes. I loved we talked so much about Star Wars. I also loved, I never touched on that point, that Brian May plays a Nintendo on Le- and Le- Lego Star Wars on Nintendo. That's like the best thing in the world. Brian May <laughs> has a Star Wars room in his house. Of course he does. Of course he does. The old astrologer in him. Do you know I've what I mean? Fo- I've got a photograph. I don't know where it is. Is it on my iPad? I've got Whoa, a photograph of, I don't know whether I'll be able to find this man. So this might be, the biggest anti-climax <laughs> ever. If I scroll down on my Instagram, I don't know how long ago I shared this picture, but uh, bear with me. It's, yeah. I know it's here. I do know it's here. Why is my Instagram taking? So there's loads of just pictures of my gear. Uh-huh. Because right, you just found those 50-odd guitars that you were missing for a couple of years, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I did find a load of guitars recently. Um where is it? Uh, I need. To, I hope I can find this. I'm scrolling as well for what it's worth to see if I can find it for you. It's a picture of me and Brian. Well, there's you and Brian anyway back in the day. It's a picture of me and Brian in his house. <gasps> I found it. You found it? Yeah. This is what happens when you go around Brian May's house and you go lightsaber fighting with him. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. That is mad. Yeah, he, we, and he had a router... That was Darth Vader's head. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Ah, right. We're going to do one more question and then that's it. Would you rather have the ability to teleport anywhere or to time travel? Again, teleportation would be right handy for you, but... I think time travel would be pretty cool. Yeah, you can already fly, so teleportation is just kind of... Do you know what I mean? You're just getting greedy. Exactly. I I, kind of like to go back and see some dinosaur shit and, you know... I'd like, I'd like to maybe go back with some, go back just before Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And turn up to a club in London with your gear and... And play all Jimi Hendrix's stuff and steal it off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> steal it off before he's ever even thought of it and then poor yeah, old Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, be known as the bald pre-Jimi Hendrix, you know. <laughs> I love that, it, I love it, I love it. That would be awesome. It. 
Yeah, that sounds amazing. Jamie, before I let you go, where can people find you if they're looking for you in the world? <laughs> the pub. <laughs> Good man. Um, no, um, just uh, just on the Six String Alliance thing, I guess, um, on, on, on uh, I can't remember what it's called, YouTube. <laughs> so, um, and um, yeah, on Facebook. As all well. those places great stuff it'll all yeah. be linked in the description Jamie it's been an absolute roller coaster talking today thanks so much for being involved thank you for inviting me that was the music career show thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe leave a review and tell your friends about the music career show